you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. Get in zone. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix Finder, only at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungle's closing in? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to land.com, find your open space, and get out there. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, socially distancing away from the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. Uh, what do you want? You, you were before the show, you were talking dead to me. You, uh, you finished that? Yeah, yeah. man. Um, I, I, we, me and my girlfriend got through it really quick. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'd, say, I'd say they are certainly lined up for a third season. Let's put it that way. Okay. Which is sort yeah. of interesting because I like the first season. I wasn't sure how long they could keep this concept going, but all right. That, they uh, got, they, I mean, they got a little bit creative with it. I mean, there, right. there'll be some things that you'll watch and you'll be like, whoa, I didn't see that. Okay, that's right. odd. And, yep, it, it was uh, It was pretty good. It was pretty good. All right. I will say Christina Applegate and Linda Carlini, I think, make a good duo. I think they they, uh-huh. uh, they pair well together. So uh, I will give them that. Um over the next couple of shows, we'll be doing positional breakdowns. So uh, this week, we'll get quarterbacks and running backs. Next week, we'll look at wide receivers and tight ends. Just kind of going through some of the guys 
Uh, we expect we'll play, perform well. Some of the guys who might not perform quite as well and maybe some guys that uh, we should be talking about a, a little bit more. So uh, we'll get into the quarterbacks today. But before we do that, talk to our faithful producer, senior Edward L. Murphy, Esquire. Murphy, have you found anything new on uh, on Netflix to watch? I just feel like once the last dance is over, I no longer have a purpose of watching television. <laughs> it's just like I'm, I'm, a, I'm lost now because uh, that was so good. And, you know, say what you want about different documentaries and how they're made and which is the best one. It's like it doesn't matter because no None of them had Michael Jordan in it when he never does media. So that's why this one was special. So I don't care if it's the best or whatever, where you rank it, but it was a special documentary. Um, sad to see that that's over with. But uh, um, I actually uh, got back into Billions last night, which is a phenomenal show. It was just one of those shows that I had to stop because like new stuff came out. I'm glad I'm back in that. So, um, you know, it's not last dance, but it's okay. You know, yeah. you know, it's really good. I mean, you guys aren't big into wrestling like I am, but the Undertaker's um, – documentary they're they're releasing one episode per week and it's really good like if you're a wrestling fan I, the undertaker is not the type of dude who lets people into his private life but that's exactly what he's doing now and it's the first two episodes have been really really fun to watch it's pre- it's hmm. pretty cool yeah all right cool uh yeah i'm very curious though i know you know espn was advertising some of their other 30 for 30s that are coming uh the bruce yeah. lee one looks interesting um, Mar Sosa and Lance yeah. Armstrong too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I know they won't. They probably won't have the mass watching appeal that the Last Dance did, but they at least mm. seem like they might be, might be kind of interesting. So, uh, I think, hey, did, right. you, did you guys think that Jordan was sort of? And I love Jordan, but really, do, do you think that Scottie Pippen would have stayed for a seventh uh, championship run when he would have potentially? I mean, he went to Houston and made what seventy million dollars. Like, right. there's no way he would have stayed. No way. Way. He had no back way. surgery too. He had a, he wanted to secure long term money, and I I mean Jordan just kind of glossed over. He's like, oh, it'll take a bit of convincing. Uh, just from <laughs> NBA people I saw on Twitter, they were like, there's just zero shot that he could have done it. And like, I, I don't think they also know. trusted Rodman was kind of older too, and they didn't really trust right. his. Like, it wouldn't have happened. The, and the, the the lockout season, it was like 50 games they played with a young Spurs team and a younger Knicks team. Like, I, it would. I mean, I think they would have beat the Knicks, but uh, I don't. It's a that's a grind for that older Bulls team, man. I don't well, know. Basically, I think I think the biggest criticism of the last dance was basically just like it was Michael, you know, <laughs> yeah. being the hero. Like you know, everything, every yeah. every small or not even small, but every obstacle that he hit was basically like through my force of will, we overcame. You know, and so yeah. I think that's where you get that whole thing with Scott. Too, so. Who knows? Uh, hey, anyway, uh, one of the big stories that's come out the last few days, uh, Fabs, the quarterbacks coach, Clyde Christensen down there in Tampa Bay, has said that the offense for the Bucks this year will be Bruce Arians' offense with, quote, a Brady influence. And I read that, and I read the whole article, and I still don't know what that means. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any idea what this means for the Tampa offense? Well, I mean, Arians is going to run his system, which is – been so successful over the years for quarterbacks, whether it's been, you know, Peyton Manning or Ben Roethlisberger, Carson Palmer, uh, just to name a few. But I I feel like it's also going to play to Brady's strengths. You know, Ben Roethlisberger has a stronger arm than Tom Brady at this point in their careers. Mm -hmm. Jameis Winston has stronger arm than Tom Brady at this point in their careers. So I think he's going to, he's going to sort of shape it to Brady's strengths. But there is a report coming out of the uh, the Tampa Bay Times, I believe. Um, Rick Stroud had had, uh, had tweeted out that Brady got some of his teammates together today uh, at a prep school on the field, mm-hmm. and he was out there with Mike Evans and 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 several other teammates running routes, getting a little practice in. So 
it, it was nice to see Brady in a, and he actually had like the creamsicle colored oh, practice no. jersey on, which was great, oh, no. <laughs> which was awesome. So uh, that's, it's nice to see that because we've been all suffering for so long with this no sports and quarantine and all this kind of stuff. And by the way, Los Angeles, I don't know what is going on here, but like last week, we literally were told there's a possibility that we're going to be in the stay at home format for three more months. And now a week later, sports next month. Okay. Yeah, I know that I'll take I, it, I know but... there was confusion over that. I know that there was there were conf- conflicting reports and that, you know, some statements were misinterpreted or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, things seem to be slowly opening up now. Uh, I think there's at least for us in, in L.A. County and California, I think there's some confusion over exactly what's going on. But you think uh, it, it seems like things are starting to slowly, slowly. open. Yes. So. Yes. So anyway, uh, by the way, you talk about guys that, that are out throwing with teammates. Uh, I don't know if you saw Ben Roethlisberger, yes. the UConn Cornelius look, and uh, he's out throwing with some of his teammates now, too. So apparently Ben is back. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully he stays healthy because that if he gets hurt again, that whole Steelers offense unravels sort of like it did last year. Yes. So. Yes. No doubt. Um, so while we're talking about quarterbacks, uh, I mean, let's kind of dive into them a little bit because you know, I want to start last year's. Top five quarterbacks in fantasy were uh, in order: Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Jameis Winston, uh, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen. It was at six, and I, I mentioned Josh Allen because my question is: which one of those top five guys? And I, I guess you you exclude Jameis, right? Because it's it's sort of not fair. Which one of those five guys yeah. is likely to fall out of the top five this year? We know Jameis is a backup, so the chances of him. If he's in the top five this year, something went really wrong with, with Drew Brees. So, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah that, that would not be good. So I, I would say Russell and Watson would probably be the two guys. If any of them were going to fall out of the top five, those would be the two for me. Mm-hmm. Dak is going to be in the top five, especially with the addition of CD. Kyler will move up into the top five, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. And like Russell, remember Russell, like last season in the second half, he was not all that reliable from a fantasy perspective. Right. And so I could see him maybe dropping down a few spots, but inevitably he'll be a top eight fantasy quarterback. Josh Allen will inevitably be a top eight fantasy quarterback. Although Allen's schedule, especially in the second half of the season is not, not kind. So thank mm-hmm. goodness he has those skills as a runner to sort of overcome that kind of thing. But um, those would be the quarterbacks that I would feel like, you know, Watson too with no nuke and, and they right. brought in, Brandon Cooks, but I mean, you can't replace New Hopkins, so that that yeah. could that could mean a little bit of a decline from Deshaun Watson as well. But again, still, you know, a top eight quarterback. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we failed to mention Patrick Mahomes, who slides probably back into the top five. I remember, oh, he, no doubt about that. He was out of the top five mostly because he missed a couple of games with injury. Otherwise, right. I'm pretty sure he's a top five guy. Exactly. So he's probably back in there as well. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, Here's a dark horse for me for the top five. And this this is one where everything has to sort of go right. Mm-hmm. But if it does, could Carson Wentz maybe slide into the top five? Ooh. If his wide receivers stay healthy, if he stays healthy, if everything sort of works and clicks together in Philadelphia for, you know, say 14, 15 games, could we see Carson Wentz maybe slide into that? Hey, man, anything's possible. Uh, he averaged right around 17 points per game last season. So he'd obviously have to see an uptick in that. Um, you know, if you're looking at a points per game basis, it's Jackson, Deshaun, Dak, Matthew Stafford at four, mm-hmm. Russell mm-hmm. Mahomes was over 20 and Breeze was over 20 and Jameis was just under uh, uh, 20 points at 19.1. So 
Listen, man, anything's possible. Uh, if I had to guess on who was going to get into that top five, again, for me, it would be Kyler. It would be Mahomes, which is a no-brainer because, uh, you know, he right. missed time last time <laughs> due to injuries. But, I mean, Wentz is a good dark horse. I, I don't know that Matt Ryan is a dark horse, but I wouldn't right. be surprised if he ended up back in the top five throwing the football, especially if uh, the Todd Gurley experiment doesn't go uh, in the manner that the Atlanta Falcons are hoping it goes. So there's another one. But – how about Daniel Jones? Let's get Eddie excited. Maybe not top five. <laughs> maybe not top five, but top ten. Maybe could happen. Yeah, you know what? It's funny because I I did a dynasty startup draft not that long ago, uh, and I actually after the draft was over, I ended up swinging a trade to get Daniel Jones. You know, it's a, it's a super flex league, so I have mm-hmm. Russell Wilson at one quarterback spot. I wanted to get somebody that's is sort of on the rise. It's a little bit younger, so I made a deal for Daniel Jones, which I'm really excited about. So I'm, I'm hoping this works out because I do yeah. think. Uh, there's a lot of potential there. I mean, the, the one thing that we all know he has to do is sort of curb the turnovers a little bit. The fumbling uh, problem was a yes. big, big deal last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he can sort of cut back on that, then I think there's a lot to be excited about there, especially, again, look, if, if the receivers stay healthy, if Evan Ingram stays healthy, um, you know, we know what Saquon can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot to be excited about with Daniel. Yeah, Jones I mean, there. Daniel Jones averaged 16 and a half fantasy points per game as a rookie, which tied Tom Brady. It was better than Kirk Cousins. It was better than Andy Dalton. It was better than Jared Goff. It was better than Jimmy Garoppolo. It was better than Philip Rivers. It was better than Baker Mayfield. So, like, it, like everything is lined up. They they did very well to improve the offensive line. Everything's lined up for this guy to potentially push an 18 to 19 point per game average. So obviously there's a lot of hype around Daniel Jones. Um, are, are there guys that you feel like we are overhyping guys that, that are getting maybe too much? Pub? I mean, I immediately Kyler Murray sort of comes to mind, not because I don't, not because I don't think he's going to be good, but because mm-hmm. I think his, his draft value just went so out of whack so quickly, especially after sure. Luke Hopkins got there. Mm-hmm. I mean, but are there, are there guys out there that you feel like are getting maybe too much attention or maybe being overdrafted? So right as much as I loved Ryan Tannehill last season, like the second mm-hmm. half of that season is not something he can duplicate um, from an efficiency standpoint. So, right. but, but he's, he's getting drafted as like a high QB two. And, and then there's just guys, Marcus, that like have had everything go right for them in the offseason, but we're still not sure. We're still right. not sure if Baker Mayfield is the guy from his rookie year or from his sophomore campaign. We're not really sure if Drew Locke is going to be able to take advantage of all the weapons that the Broncos allotted him in the draft. We, we don't know about that. So there, there are some players out there, and I, I, I still see Jared Goff ranked as a mid-tier QB2. I'm off the golf bandwagon. I want nothing to do with him. I feel like unless he is putting up a lot of garbage time points, I just have some fear with, with golf. I, I, I'm trying to avoid him if I, if I can at all costs. Um, and so those are some of the guys that you know, they still have some stuff. Even Gardner Minshew, although I don't feel like people are hyping him. He's right. getting a little bit of attention because it looks like he's the, he's the number one quarterback there in Jacksonville without – much competition uh, unless you're, you're talking about Mike Glennon, but I don't know that that's going to happen. <laughs> so I feel like um, Baker and Drew Locke certainly have something to prove. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Cause I, I was the next, my next train of thought was who are the guys that are going to be really hard to project? And I think you named a couple of them there. I mean, you talk about Drew Locke uh, you know, you, you talk about some of these, like I look at like a guy like Sam Darnold and this isn't just because I'm a Homer, but maybe a little bit because I'm a homer, but we're still sort of waiting to see 
who Sam Darnold is and what he can be. And I know that there are people in New York, uh, you know, Manish Mehta, who, uh, you know, is a beat writer there and who's a, a friend of the program. Um, like, I know that he is big on Darnold's potential and, and what he can do. And I know a lot of people around the Jets are are excited about his potential. But here we are a couple years in and we're still not sure who he is. I, I think he's one of those guys who is sort of hard to project. I think Tyrod Taylor is hard to project in the sense that we don't know if or how long he's going to be the starter there. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I would throw Jarrett Stidham into that into that mix as well, too. Right. Because. It looks like he's going to be the starter there in New England, but fans, we don't know anything about Jarrett Stidham. And I feel like there's a whole mix of guys who probably end up going undrafted. But you know, yeah. I feel like at least one of these guys is potentially gonna break out and like and do something this year. And you know, we're all gonna whoever whoever is the one who who hits on that, whoever the person is who hits on that is gonna end up looking like a genius if one of these guys finally comes through this year. Yeah. Uh, so uh, and go, you know, going back, uh th- there's the, the the Darnold situation, his number one wide receiver is a slot guy, and <laughs> Brashad Perriman and a, a journeyman speed had yeah. one good half of a season in his whole career, and he was right. a first rounder. So I don't know, like, what did the Jets really do in the offseason for for Darnold to to help him sort of develop in terms of the the weapons that that they have? I mean, you could you could make an argument that it's, they're worse off because they lost Robbie Anderson, although Robbie Anderson is someone who just drove fantasy owners nuts, but <laughs> what do they do for Darnold? Like, honestly, I mean, Perriman, you know, okay, thanks. You know, I mean, like, yeah. you know, so you're right though. And, and, and there's some other guys too. Like what's the Raiders offense going to look like with Derek Carr based on what they did in the off season, they want to go into more potentially of a vertical attack, but Derek Carr is not great in terms of vertical attack. He's been a guy who's, whose tight ends have, have succeeded more in the last couple of seasons. What does Ted, Teddy Bridgewater look in, in like in Carolina? When he played last season as a starter in New Orleans, like his fantasy numbers weren't all that great. So how, how does he make an impact? So there are there are a lot of, of quarterbacks out there that, that we have certainly um, a lot of questions about. Kirk Cousins, yeah. that offense looks like it's going to run the ball a ton. A lot. Yep. A ton. But they do have Adam Thielen. And so – it's one of those things where this is the reason why a lot of leagues are going to see teams draft just one quarterback because why, why? Like right. if I get Lamar, if I get Mahomes, if I get Dak, if I get Kyler, if I get Deshaun, if I get Russell, even if I get Allen, why, why do I even need to draft another quarterback? I can fill out other positions and then there's going to be guys on the waiver wire that I can pick through uh, where needed uh, during the course of the regular season. Here, it's just kind of a, a philosophical question for you. Um, if you're in a super flex league where you know, obviously you have the option to start another quarterback, if you oh, want. Sure. Mm-hmm. if you end up say like you wait in the draft, you get one really good quarterback and then you wait and you know, you end up draft, maybe your second quarterback is somebody who's, you know, I don't know, it's just for sake of argument, say like Mitch Trubisky or whatever. If you draft oh. oh, would you, would you be more inclined to maybe just, start another wide receiver or running back in that spot versus starting a, a quarterback that you just don't feel great about on a weekly basis. Uh, it's always better to start a quarterback uh, at, at that super flex position. That's why mm-hmm. I wouldn't put myself in that situation. So like, <laughs> right. if, if I'm in a super flex league, I'm going to damn be sure that I try and get two guys who I have ranked within my top 24 for at least. Mm-hmm. So and again, you, you follow the flow of the draft. Uh, I, I have a couple of super flex leagues that I run. And I mean, last season, my quarterbacks in that in one of the leagues was Dak and Jameis. 
And I, I did not take them out of the lineups outside of bye weeks. You're great, right? I, well, until week 16 when they both tanked <laughs> and I got beat because neither one of them was any good. But yeah, I, I, unless unless a running back or a wide receiver who's pretty valuable falls because others are going with a more quarterback heavy strategy, then in that case I could see starting a running back or a wide receiver in that flex. But for the most part, you want to go with a QB there. Yeah. Um. I know that you know at this point in the history of fantasy football analysis, it's hard to identify true sleepers because you know by the time we get to like July or August, I feel like every player in the league has been written or talked about on some you know fantasy platform. But that being said, is there a quarterback or quarterbacks that we just are overlooking right now? I feel like I feel like we've done a pretty good job evaluating quarterbacks, but maybe there's a guy that we're somehow not giving enough attention to. See, I, like I'm all in on Danny Dimes. And all you need to know is that I'm a Cowboys fan from the Northeast and I hate the Giants. I Danny Dimes. I love you, Eddie. But so, yeah, you're right. And, and and I see a lot of publications out there that will list, say, Ben Roethlisberger is a sleeper. No, he's not. Ben Roethlisberger is not a freaking sleeper. I'm sorry. OK, right. Like, last year, Lamar Jackson wasn't really a sleeper. He was a breakout candidate. And I, I get we get into like the, you know, you know, the, the, the freaking intricacies of the English language or whatever. But right. like, like. Danny Dimes is a sleeper this season. If you want to call Drew Locke a sleeper, fine. If you want to call even Gardner Minshew kind of a sleeper, okay. Yeah. I know, right? right. Yeah. Joe Burrow a sleeper. He was the number one overall pick, but he ain't done anything in the NFL at this point. Is he a sleeper? Like Jared Stidham, if you think he can end up doing something, like yeah, that's a that's a sleeper. Right, right. So it all depends on your on your sort of definition of it. Like for me, I mean, I've, I can even put Daniel Jones in a breakout category because he averaged 16 and a half points per game last season. Mm-hmm. So I could put him in the breakout category. And if you want to go deep, like Drew Locke is probably, you know, the poster boy for sleeper quarterbacks uh, for for 2020. If, if Daniel Jones is more of a breakout candidate. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I mean, I think, you know, I, I do feel like we've talked so much about some of these guys. I mean, I would say that we're we're not talking about Dwayne Haskins, but I feel like there's a reason for that. Like you look at the yeah. rest of that Washington right. offense and it's, mm-hmm. you know, there's Terry McLaurin and like, really, who else is he throwing the football to? <laughs> you know? But if you're inclined to to believe that he's going to have a good season, then he certainly falls into the sleeper category. Right. Yeah. right. How, how do you feel about Teddy Bridgewater this year? I feel like Teddy Bridgewater is going to end up being a matchup based starter at best. Potentially a guy that you're going to be able to use in DFS because the the cost is is going to be attractive. But, you know, Teddy was the starter for five or six games last year in a bananas talented offense. Right. You've got Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and Jared. Like they have talent. And he was not that great from a fantasy perspective at all. I think he averaged around 15 points per game. That's not good. So now you put him in Carolina. I mean – the, the weapons are clearly not as, as, you know, as uh, explosive. I mean, I like mm-hmm. DJ Moore. Curtis Samuel kind of took a step back. You got Christian McCaffrey. Bridgewater's not getting drafted in a lot of the leagues that no. I've been mocked in um, so far in the offseason. No, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that, that he will be. Um, yeah, I was just sort of curious because I, I feel like, you know, he's a guy that – look – you look at what he did for the Saints last year. You talked about it like he was fine from a, a football perspective, right? He kept them afloat. He didn't he didn't kill the offense. Uh, but I can't see a whole lot of fantasy folks going out and uh, and going and picking him up uh, this year. Um, 
by the way, just a quick heads up, guys. Uh, don't have the exact date, but I do know that mock drafts on NFL.com will be open very soon. So keep checking back. I think within the week, uh, we may have mock drafts open. So that's uh, that's just a thing for, you know, so you guys can keep keep busy during these uh, these unprecedented times, as they yeah. say on every single commercial you watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I was going to ask you your most targeted quarterback in 2020, but I feel like I feel like you're, you've already kind of hinted that it's going to be Daniel Jones this year. Late. Yeah. So but, uh, you know, my strategy, I will I will wait on quarterbacks, but I will not mm-hmm. draft Daniel Jones to be my number one. OK, because it's at that point, I'll have already gotten a quarterback. So, OK. Obviously, I'm going to target Dak because I'm a homer, mm-hmm. but only if Dak's price is falling in line with where I typically will go with a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyler, I will obviously would love to have. Watson, depending on where he falls, I've been getting a lot of Russell Wilson. Like Russell Wilson ends up being the quarterback where when I'm ready to draft that position, which is probably in the eighth round, maybe starting mm-hmm. in the eighth round, unless you know a Dak is there in the seventh or a Kyler is there in the seventh, and maybe I audible there. Russell. Josh Allen and Drew Brees have been the three guys I've been getting the most in right. mock drafts and in, in uh, I just did a, a best ball. Uh, so those are the guys that I've been getting. They fall in line, even like a Tom Brady will, will be there. Matt Ryan, those are probably the quarterbacks that I'm going to get. So those guys are from like my rankings. They're like from six to 10. And I was in a, I was in a best ball draft Marcus last week. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers didn't go until like the 13th round wow. and Kirk Cousins <laughs> went ahead of him and Daniel Jones went ahead of him and Stafford went ahead of him. And I'm like, I mean, I get it, but it's still Aaron Rodgers. Like he's still one of the, like the top, he's a, at least a top 12 quarterback for crying out loud. So I don't know. And that was, that was bananas to me. I was hoping to get him as my QB too. Somebody ended up getting him in, in, in that round. Um, but I ended up with Russell Wilson uh, but I was like, holy cow, like, is it really that big of a fall for Aaron Rodgers? Like, I don't – I'd take him as a QB2 all day long to fall that far. Woo. Yeah. Well, I, so I, you know, it's funny. I I will say that with, with Rodgers – so I feel like this happens, right? Because th- at this time of year, the people who are do- generally doing mock drafts are folks like us, right? They're people in the industry. Right, they're people yeah. who are – or people who are just way into fantasy football, right? And mm-hmm. so – I know that sometimes you know, a lot of us sort of fall into the trap of groupthink. And so, I, you know, as we see the Packers not draft a wide receiver, everybody's down on Aaron Rodgers. We see what happened last year. And so I think what happens is everybody just gets off the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. And then what will happen, I think, was we get into July, we get into August, and you have, you know, more of the casual players that are coming in and mock drafting. We're still looking at Aaron Rodgers sort of as the Aaron Rodgers of old and maybe are overdrafting. And I think that's sort of where the evening out process comes in. Like, I do think by the time we get to mid-August, the the draft price on Aaron Rodgers might be about right. But I always feel like it goes the other way, too. Right. Where we get we get some young guy uh, that maybe not a lot of folks know about and he gets overdrafted early. And then the casual players come in. They're not familiar with this name. He goes a little bit later and it sort of evens out. So I think that's sort of where Rodgers is right now. Um, I will say that for guys that I'm looking at, you mentioned Josh Allen. I feel like Allen's going to be there and he's going to be a popular pick for me, um, sort of in the, the middle to late rounds. Russell Wilson's that guy that I feel like he's sort of occupying that Tom Brady space in this from a few years ago in the sense that people keep waiting for the fall, right? People keep waiting for that year that Russell Wilson doesn't get it done. And, and I know last year he was not great in the back half of the season, 
But you look at his numbers in aggregate, and again, he still hangs around in that top five. And I feel like we're all sort of fading Russell Wilson, waiting for him to just fall off that cliff. And I think we're going to look up at the end of the year, and he's going to be hanging around in the top eight once again, just because it just seems to be what Russell Wilson does. So if he falls and I'm able to grab him somewhere in the middle rounds, like I'm okay with that. Like, you know who that guy open. is, and it's not like he is not um, he is not like a name because he is. Jonathan Taylor's getting overdrafted like crazy. Yeah, yeah. This guy's going off the board in the second round, and all you're hearing from Frank Reich is how much he wants to get Naheem Hines involved in the passing game. And oh, by the right. way, Arlen Max there too. Right. So yeah, it's that that, yeah. that for me is like. Eh. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that quote from Frank Reich floating around yesterday, where he was saying, "You know, there there could be a game where Naheem Hines catches ten passes." And all I thought was all of the people who have been on the Jonathan Taylor bandwagon had to just spit out their coffee when they yes. saw that. Yes, but I have seen like initially when when the Colts drafted him, and I did some mocks, like he was going second round, and people were all excited Oof. about it. And now, like you got to kind of tap the brakes. I even think like with Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Like when he initially got drafted, everyone was like, oh, great fit. And he is. And I feel like he's going to be the best rookie, uh, especially at the running back position. But, I mean, I've also seen him start to drop a little bit where people were going with him in the second round. And now he's kind of fallen to the third and the fourth. Well, yeah, because I think the longer we've gone on with this, the more you've seen quotes out of Kansas City that Damian Williams is still going to be heavily involved. That Damian Williams might be the starter when the season opens, uh, and, and Edwards Hilaire might have to work to get that starting right. job. So I think right. I think as we've heard more of that, uh, mm-hmm. then I think we, people have sort of cooled on him a little bit. Yeah. So, yep. uh, as we wrap up this conversation, do you have a, a quarterback hot take for 2020? A quarterback hot take? Yeah. Oh, man. Um I don't even know if this is this is a, a hot take for quarterbacks, but just in terms of fantasy football overall, mm-hmm. I think we're going to have a very slow start to this season. Yeah, I don't know if the season's going to end up being uh, kicked off right now in September, or if they're going to have to delay it depending on what happens with with uh, the coronavirus situation. But like Tom Brady, and again, we talked about it today. He's getting in some work with his teammates. If there is any sort of issues with, you know, teams being able to get together, especially quarterbacks on new teams, Joe Burrow, um, you know, Philip Rivers, you're you're gonna you're gonna potentially have a little bit of a a, a slow to to gain that rapport. Drew Locke has got a few more weapons in the passing game that he's gonna have to gain a rapport with. You may you might see some quarterbacks, uh, and again, the positions overall a very slow start to this season. And, and uh, I had Austin Eckler on my Sirius XM show last week. And he kind of said the same thing is that if we have delays in terms of what we could do, we already had delays, but if we have continued delays with, you know, OTAs and being able to get guys together who have never played uh, on a gridiron before, that's, that's going to mean that this season potentially could start off very, very slowly from a statistical perspective. Yeah, I I do think that that's a, a strong possibility. I mean, just you know, look, I, we always sort of complain about the fact that you know the starters don't play a lot in the preseason, and so the first couple of weeks of the regular season end up looking like preseason games. They look kind of sloppy. Mm-hmm. So now, if no one has a preseason or they have a shortened preseason, then I think it's going to be really, really yep. rough for the first few weeks of the year. It could uh, be. I Here's my quarterback hot take, and if this hits, then I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm never gonna let you guys forget it. But if it doesn't, I'm just gonna say it's a hot take, and we'll just you know, bury it in the dust. Top ten quarterback, go ahead. 
Oh, I was going to go Baker Mayfield top three. What? It's wow. a hot take, right? But here's the thing. I mean, like, this was, we're, last year we were thinking, hey, man, like, out of reaches, Baker Mayfield could be a top three quarterback. Like, that was our hope last year. Obviously, it didn't happen this year. They still have the same skill position, guys. They went out, they've added offensive line help. They have a new head coach and offensive coordinator in Kevin Stefanski. They have sort of turned the page. And I know that turning the page is a thing they do frequently there in Cleveland. They've been doing it for the last couple of decades. Um, but maybe this page turning works. Uh, that maybe maybe we're sort of, you know, I, I know that everybody got burned by Baker Mayfield. And so because of that, a lot of people are are off the bandwagon for him. I mean, I, I'm seeing him right now on, on Fantasy Football Calculator. The ADP is a 10th round ADP, which... Sort of surprised I'm, that that seems even high for me, but uh, I'm going to say that this is the year. We were a year too early on Baker Mayfield, and this is the year. So my hot take is that he ends up as a top three quarterback. All right, my hot take is that uh, Case Keenan will be the starter by week five. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> that also could work. Like, that could also be a thing. But yeah, no. I listen. Yeah, I, late round flyer on Baker Mayfield. Why the hell not? The the talent there. I mean, you know the. Hopefully Stefanski is going to be able to, to work with him. Hopefully the offensive line gets him, you know, a little bit more confident so he doesn't have to rush to throw the football to the wrong team more often mm-hmm. than not. So right. yeah, everything is there. Same thing with Drew Locke. Everything is there. It's in place. Now they got to go out and do it. They just got to make it happen. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, hey, so that, uh, that will pretty much wrap that up again on Thursday. We will talk the running backs, which should be a very interesting conversation because there are plenty of them to talk about. So uh, stay tuned for that one as well. And again, keep checking back because uh, I know that the mock draft should be open very soon there on NFL.com. So there you go. That is it. We are done. We appreciate you downloading and listening and watching as always. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, after Tuesday, the calendar goes WTF. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you on Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins.
Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.